Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Thanos. And on today's episode, <laughs> we talk about a spoiler-filled review of Avengers Endgame. Wait, does that mean we're going to spoil it? It does mean we're going to spoil what it. What does spoiling mean, Josh? That means that we're going to give away plot details, ends, character arcs, games, what happens, ends, ends games, all of it, everything, everything, everything that happens from beginning one to beginning end, we are going to talk about in some sort of in-depth fashion. So if you have not seen Endgame, don't listen. Be gone. Turn it off. Pause it. Come back after you've seen it. If you don't care about spoilers, sure, by all means, stay. But if you do care at all, spoilers, 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 we're gonna spoil it now. Spoilers, 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 here they come! I'm serious, Kylie's gonna spoil something right now! Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers! A kid was like, on Thursday, on Friday, uh-huh. Friday, so I bought my ticket out. We didn't even talk about expectations yeah. on the last episode. No, yeah. We didn't talk about theater experience. Man, we really dropped the ball. We could do it all here. It's okay, fine. so anyways, it was 11, like, I was going on Friday morning at 11.30 uh-huh. a.m., and some student on Friday was like, hey, miss, you want, you can go see that movie? You want me to tell you what happens? And I was like, if you tell me the end of this game, I will walk out of the school building, and you will never see me again. And he was like... Really, miss? And I was like, yes. He's like, are you serious? And I was like, if you are intentionally doing this, you will never hear from me. I had a similar experience. And then he said, Ooh, okay. I had a similar experience. There was a girl who uh, did not care about the film and she wasn't planning on seeing it. Uh-huh. And she had been looking up spoilers on her phone. Um, and she was deciding that she was going to tell them to everybody. And I was like, you can either put your phone down and not tell us, or you can go outside. And I was like, and if you choose to tell us a spoiler, I'm going to make you wait outside until class starts. It was a nice day. It's not like this was like, <laughs> it like, I'm just like, no, you have to go outside. Like, it was a very nice, wonderful day. It was like 60s. Mm-hmm. I could see where she was. It was fine. She decided to tell, start to read the cast list of mm-hmm. the film. And I said, you can wait outside. Because though she didn't get anything spoilery, there are spoilers if you read the cast list of this film. So, yeah. I just, just be nice, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, what was your theater experience? Great. It was fine. We yeah. walked in. There was no one waiting at the box office. There was no one waiting uh, to get some concessions. Yeah. We actually like walked. So the, our our showtime was eleven thirty, uh-huh. and we walked in at probably like eleven thirty five. Nice. So there was nothing. There was no hurry. There was no rush. Love it. And then we walked into the theater. And the theater was like packed, and we were like, oh. We came here at 11.30, hoping that there wouldn't be as many people. I mean, like, there were, like, we could, like, get seats and everything. Yeah. But, like, like, it was, it was pretty, pretty full. Um, we sat in the back row. Um, I really hope I didn't, my obnoxious, like, laughing did not, like, (laughs) and, like, cheers did not upset the people around me, but they didn't ever look back at me, so it was fine. Um, I'm sure if you were laughing and cheering at the movie, they were they were okay with it. Yeah, I whispered to Sylvana, Hell Hydra. Uh, and then Captain American was also like, Hell Hydra. And I was like, oh, we're on the same page, boo. Oh, man, Sly did good about not spoiling things. I saw her and Fred Meyer. 
Uh-huh. We didn't talk about Marvel at all. I said hello. She said hello. We had a we had a nice conversation about how our days were. And you, I didn't spoil anything neither. Yeah, yeah you were so good. I, in fact, gave you wrong things that happened. <laughs> yeah, you uh, showed me a picture of Bruce Campbell <laughs> <laughs> with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> This is yeah. how it ends. Yeah, there you go. Um, I saw it on Saturday evening. Uh, we had tickets for like 5.30. And, um... I'm surprised you guys are alive. Yeah, it wasn't... Honestly, it wasn't all that bad. We got there like 45 minutes to showtime. Uh-huh. And, um... We got there at 45 minutes to showtime. And, like, we got parked pretty easy. There was a line. But, like, we just went inside to the concessions line. We got our tickets and the concessions there. Which was... I mean, we waited a bit. But then we got in the line and we sat... Uh, by the time we got to the theater, there was not a lot of seating options. So we sat in the, the row in front of the bar. Which was fine. Yeah. Like, uh, where you're on your feet on the floor? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I know. It was rough. Oh. It was the best seating option that we had, though. Yeah. It was that, or because it was one of the theaters that didn't have a Kylie row. Um, but, you know, so we had to, because the front three rows were still open, but we didn't want to sit in the front three rows. There you go. Not for three hours. No, not at all. Um, expectations? I don't know. I was going to hate it. I was going to be fine with it. I really just wanted to be fine with it. I went in thinking, wow, are you trying to make me think of Schindler's List? And then it turns out they were not. They were not, no. I was actually excited for this movie. I The trailers didn't, like, I knew the trailers were intentionally misleading and that we weren't going to know a lot about the movie going into it. I was just, I was ready to find out what the story they've been telling me for 11 years was. And I was very excited for that moment. Not overtly excited to the point where I was like, gonna hate whatever was put on screen. But like, I just want to know. I want to know what story you've been telling me. And I, I want you to tell it to me coherently. Which they did. Somewhat. <laughs> Before we get there, inquiry of the half-squared Fortnite. Kylie. Yeah. What's your favorite mo- moment of Endgame? I don't know. Like, like, like when it happened or like, like the result of it all. I was really happy in that. Either? I was really happy. Like there was that moment where Brie Larson showed up and you're like, oh, we're going to do this. And yeah. then like she assembles the women because Savannah and I always talk about like, we just need to assemble the women uh-huh. and we're going to take care of it. And it was like, wow, the Russos listened to us. But then they got like taken out super easily and they didn't actually make any uh, stance and it didn't matter. So, like, for a moment, I was like, wow, I'm so excited. Oh. And then I was no longer excited. Yeah. I... the So, I mentioned in the last episode that there was a bunch of fan service that I loved. And that there was specifically one moment that, like, irked me because I didn't like it and didn't need it. And it was when they assembled the women. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> I think I, if... I think that had... I don't know. That led to maybe anything... Yeah. Happening of... I guess what makes it unsatisfying for me is it feels like it's pandering to women to women mm-hmm. and it's pandering to the audience who liked Captain Marvel and it's pandering to the sense of we need to have this moment in order to be a current contemporary movie where it didn't make logical sense in the film why all the female characters were coming together at this moment. There is a similar moment in Infinity War but it works that a lot I actually like better because even if I'm looking at logistically of how that battle is taking place, it makes sense that all three of those female characters are together on the battlefield in the same vicinity of mm-hmm. each other 
to be able to help each other out. Well, and Black Widow has that baller line where, like, I don't know, some Glee Clop is like, you're gonna die alone. And then, like, Scarlett Johansson off screen is like, she's not alone. Yeah, And exactly. I was like, I was like, and yeah! I feel like they call back to that here. Okoye, I think, says something similar here, but I don't remember totally. I just felt like that was similar. Um... And the- I have, I'm going to just say something real quick. Yes. I have a lot of issues, not a lot, I have issues with how women are used in this film. Agreed, 100%. Before we get there, because I do want to get there, um, we're going to put that pen here because we have other things. Oh, what's the inquiry? Talk- oh, my favorite, I need my well, favorite moment. Hang on, I still have a point. Well, ju- okay, gosh, I'm trying to get back to the original well, point. Hang on! Um, the moment for me that in this women assemble moment that really like kicked it over to being annoying and not good fan service is when Evangeline Lilly as Wasp appears because Wasp is literally supposed to be doing something else. She is supposed to be helping Paul Wood. Are you sure it's not Gwyneth Paltrow you're thinking of? No, they're both there. Oh, they're both she there? She shows up like at the, like right when they're running, she like pops on screen uh. and like starts running with them. And I'm like, She's supposed to be doing something else with Paul Rudd in this moment. Like, it set up what she's doing. And yet they're like, no, we gotta get all of them there. That was the moment that kicked it over from just being, like, arms cross-folded annoying to be like, this is stupid. Yeah. Anyway, but that's probably the only moment of this movie that I really don't like. Okay, women in the film is a good thing to start with after we get its favorite moment. It's a very interesting right? question. Yeah. I have so many. I know. There are so, so many wonderful moments in this movie. Well, I mean, we're about to complain about women. But here's something (laughs) that I actually really liked. And it had to do with Thor and Frigga. Uh Where Frigga is a character (sighs) who is not not a character. (laughs) Yeah. Until possibly right now. Yeah. This will, we're going to make it right. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he goes, and he's just talking about his mom, and his mom is cool, and she knows, and she's like, hey, you suck, don't, like, lie to me, boy. <laughs> I love, I love the way that, like, she is the character that it just makes so much sense that she doesn't question, like, yes, you're from the future. Mm-hmm. You probably need to talk to me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. And she's just like, well, you know... Times is hard, but... <laughs> Times is hard! <laughs> but we gotta... We gotta serve those meat pies. <laughs> um, and, and I think that... With Thor... Thor's this character who, until Infinity Wars, where he goes and he's like, wow, everyone I've ever known is dead, and you're just like, oh, I didn't realize that, Thor, and now you're giving me emotion. Yeah. Where, like, this was one of the moments where it's like, oh, Thor can finally address this, and and it was a much-needed Thor moment in this movie where I didn't like Thor until that moment. Yes. And even within that, I thought his character was consistent mm-hmm. for this film. Though I don't love all the choices with his character in this film. We'll get there. Um, I thought it was at least consistent. They didn't break his character to do it, which felt really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my, oh man, I'm struggling for my favorite moment because they both have to do with Cap. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
they both have to do with Cap, and Cap is, I, I think, my favorite comic character growing up, and probably always will be Peter Parker, but my favorite MCU character is Steve Rogers as Captain America. Like, that's, it's just everything I want in these movies, and it's done so well, and he's just this wonderful bastion of glowing light that you're like, you're not a, you're not a perfect human, but man, you have such good, such a freaking moral compass that I just, I love you. And he gets to grab Thor's hammer. And, like, it, like you kind of see the hammer float, and it goes out, and you're starting to think, like, who, who, who's doing this? Is it going Vision! to is, is Vision back? Is, is, is Captain Marvel coming? Because, of course, she would also be worthy. And then you're like, no, no, it's, it's Cap. And he wields the hammer. And then you just cut to this beautiful line that Chris Hemsworth has, where he's like, I, I knew, knew it! it! And he's got such good... Like, he's so excited for Captain America that he's just us in that moment. And I, I love the, the scene later on where, like, they trade for him and he's like, no, you get the small one. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, it's so good that he gets to wield Thor's hammer. And I was like, oh, King of Asgard, here he is. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, this to me is that great kind of fan service. Because, yes, there's no other point for Captain America, America to, to wield Thor's hammer than just to say, like, hey, comic fans, you know he can do this. Now we all know he can do this. Yay! We paid off something from Age of Ultron! And then but it's the... so good. It's so good. Is your other cap thing the end? The other cap thing is the end. And it's because I... One of my things I think I've talked about on podcasts, I've definitely talked about in real life, is I've been stressing about who they're going to pass the mantle on to. Is oh, it going to be oh, Sam? Oh, me too. Or, or is it going to be Sam? Or is it going to be Winter Soldier? And I was hardcore like, no, it does not need to be the Winter Soldier. One, he's a boring pretty boy. Two... If you really wanted to make the Winter Soldier an interesting character, you can do so all on his own. And I think by getting Steve Rogers out of the way at this moment in the way that they do, you ha have room for him to grow. Sam's room to grow is as a leader and as this next generation Captain America. And I, when he handed him that shield, I was stoked. I was like, yeah! Weird old age makeup aside, yeah! Yes. You know what he didn't have with him? What? The hammer. I know. Because he took that to the past, yeah. so. <laughs> He's not like, and Bucky, ping, <laughs> when you can pick that up, you can take you it can from be, S.H.I.E.L.D. You will have the power of <laughs> Um, And so, like, I was like, I was like, so is it in the did he leave it there or is he keeping it he he just left it to Haley. you know it's fine <laughs> he should have like had it like as an old man and been like Thor and Thor looks over and he's like huh <laughs> 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 um I, I've always worried about something yes like I really don't like I've always like yeah I know they like had chemistry and she was a love interest. And uh -huh. then, like, in the future, like, he cares for her and everything. Uh-huh. I was always really worried that if he went back, what if she just, like, like, didn't, like, like, what if, like, their relationship didn't work out? Do you want, do you, do you want my, like, conspiracy theory angle here? No. 
Okay. Great. Never mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the women in this film. <laughs> I think that's why he doesn't answer the question of who the ring is for. Mm-hmm. Is because it's one of the many ways Marvel is leaving the door open to be like, well, yeah, we want to show you he gets his dance with Peggy. But if we want to tell more stories with Cap and Peggy, then we have a way around it. You've talked about how you thought Captain America was going to be the one that died. In yes. Yeah. And for me... I don't think I ever thought Captain was going to be the one. Because my thing was, like, Chris Evans, I know he doesn't like signing in those, like, 20 picture deals. Right. He, that That's one of his things. I doubt he likes having to be in Captain America's shape. Yes. All the time. Yeah. But I was always, like, what he can do is he can just step back. And he can, he can just be like, I need... A break of some sort, right. whatever this, that, the other, and it can be Sam Wilson as our next, ca- yes. our new Captain America. And so, like, I was always under the impression, like, no, I don't think they'll kill off Captain America. I think Captain America will just be a character who, if we need, if you know, several down the line, if Chris Evans, like, sure, I'll come back. Yeah, I thought like maybe that's what was going to happen. Um. And I understand why you thought Captain America right. would yeah, yeah, die. Yeah. It, yeah. it makes sense with what we know in real life. Yes. And also with that character, that character would have been someone who would have put his life on the line. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, I I've, I was just like, logistic reasons, I don't think they would kill off Cap. Mm-hmm. I was much more under the impression that Tony Stark might get the axe. Yeah. And, and part of the reason is, it has to do with Robert, Downey's, Robert Downey Jr.'s age, yeah. of him being... He's one of the older... I think he's the oldest superhero. Yeah, he's the oldest person not named Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, he's been injured with Iron Man 3. Like, yeah. he's, he's not wearing the suit anymore. I was kind of like that. And then I was also like, well, or he retires. Yeah. And no one dies. <laughs> that was the other thing that I always thought. Um, and I think that what they do... Also, because Iron Man was their first one, so yeah. we gotta kill him. Story-wise, long-term MCU story-wise, it just makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so, I was pretty content with yeah, both of their I, I like how they both wrap up in that, that, he, that Cap gets to go back to the past and live with Peggy and live happy ending, and that Iron Man is the one that sacrifices himself for the team. It's also really nice... Because the two life lessons that each one of them knows in their heart, but is trying to teach the other one, which for Captain America is representing... You need to have a life. You need to... Enjoy like, life. You need. That's what Iron Man wants him. <laughs> His lesson is that you need to jump on the ball. You need to jump on the grenade. You need to sacrifice oh. yourself for the team. And Iron Man's is you need to have a life. And they need to teach this to each other. So Cap needs to get a life, and Iron Man needs to learn how to sacrifice himself for the team. And they both do that in this film. So that's actually long-term storytelling paying off really, really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to answer the inquiry of the half-Fortnite, which is... <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> What's your favorite moment in Endgame? You can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button... <laughs> Clank. <laughs> uh, that helps us get more listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast. And now on with the show. This pin up here, we'll start with it. Women in the film. Okay, here's where I'm going to start. 
So Scarlett Johansson's character. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Black Widow. Natasha Romanoff. Sacrifices herself for the team. Yeah. And I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I'm pretty much okay. I I think it was a smart choice to center up with Bart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just two humans with no powers bumming around space. Yeah, they're you know, like, it's it, fine. Yeah, they're like, this is gonna be terrible. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we'll send the humans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that it was very smart to put those two up there. Mm-hmm. If it had been like her and War Machine, I would not have bought it. <laughs> right. Um, but because it was them and their relationship, the other person she could have gone up with is uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I've rather than which prior to the film was what. I thought was going to happen is that in, in however they were going to get to Vormir to try to get the stone again or if they had to like release Gamora or whatever 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 I was thinking it was going to be Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans and that Evans would sacrifice himself because that's the relationship that could handle oh. that I also think that Barton uh, I agree with you that Barton was a good, a good thing I yes. just didn't trust that they would give Hawkeye anything to do in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. like, and also that film, they do, like, five, like, gotcha yeah. in that, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And that whole time you're like, stop it. <laughs> One of you just go and kill yourself. <laughs> I cannot handle this stress right now. So, here's the thing about her death. I'm not angry about her death, per se. I'm not angry that she has sacrificed her character for the good of the team. I'm not angry that she feels this, like, torment about having feeling like she has failed and this is the way that she can overcome it. That's set up in the film and set up for long-term storytelling throughout the MCU. What I do have an issue with is at the very end, Fast and the Furious also, they Fast and Furious this, where it's the male who has died, who has sacrificed his life, we are going to do, we're going to make a parade and give him a funeral. Mm-hmm. We're going to see all the lives that he has touched. Mm-hmm. And with Natasha, we're going to stand in a circle and we're going to say, oh man, we're, we're gonna, her family. We, family. A bunch of dudes uh-huh. are going to stand in a circle and talk about how her death motivates them to become better people and save the world. Mm-hmm. She's put in the fridge. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, man, as has it happened, I was like, this is such, this is very interesting that this is where this character who I have loved has gone. And then we're like, oh man, that doesn't matter anymore. And I, my like devil's ad, because I agree with you, a hundred percent I agree with the, you. Is your devil's my advocate, devil's advocate is it occurs is, in the middle of the film? Yes. That's the thing. And they, they if they know that they're going to kill two characters, uh-huh. they, they know pretty much contract wise, all the core Avengers minus Mark Ruffalo are done. Ruff's got one picture left. Everybody else was done. Can they restart if they want? Yes. Which I'm. I feel like I feel like Chris Hemsworth might. Is yeah. That's what else does he thing. have going on? Uh, Men in Black. Okay. Nothing. Nothing is the answer, Kylie. <laughs> um. So everybody, everybody was done there, and so you kind of. I was thinking if they are going to kill off multiple of these characters, yes, you have to spread it out in some way, shape, or form. And whoever dies in the middle is going to get shortchanged because you can't spend time having a funeral mm-hmm. in the middle of your movie. And I get that. It's when you get to the end and you yes. still do not... Like, yeah. he's standing by the river and Hawkeye, he's like, man, I wish she knew that we did it. And then... Even if simply enough, because it would it would make a million percent the same amount of sense. Two pictures. Two pictures. Like, Proof or, that... Proof that Scarlet or Scarlet Johansson had a heart. Yeah, like 
<laughs> I was gonna say, whatever, send her gun on a bouquet of flowers out. Like, it's what I don't she know. Truly yeah, like, her weird bob blonde wig that she had. Like, I don't care whatever it is. Like, represent her in that moment as well. Let Vin Diesel go up and put a picture of her next to Han. Yeah, like, exactly. I, it's just like, it's so frustrating yes. to... Because without her sacrifice, mm-hmm. we don't get here. We don't We win. don't get to the yeah. end. And so without Tony's sacrifice, we don't get to the end. And this is a character who means a lot to a lot of fans. Yeah. She, I know she wasn't the first one there, but she has been the female representation. She was the only representation on the Avengers outside of Maria Hill. No offense, Maria Hill and Kobe Smulders. You are nothing but an exposition machine. Mm-hmm. You know? So I I I I was just like at the point of like you've done nothing. Yeah. The other thing is like Brie Larson. We make much ado. This was this was my big point too. We make much ado about Captain Marvel and how much that film also means to a lot of the audience members. And we go and we're like, hey, I'm here. I'm gonna bring Tony down from uh, space. I'm gonna save Tony. See ya. And then she comes back, and then she fights Thanos, and he 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 whoops her, and we're like, oh yeah, strongest person Str- in the MCU, strongest Avenger. <laughs> I'm the strongest Avenger. Remember no. how her power comes from the Tesseract? Hmm. Okay, I diving a little bit deeper into the Brie Larson one. I also ca- get that she might be too powerful, and that's why we can't just have her the whole time. However, however, we should respect that her power. We should figure out a way to, um use it so yes i said i think in the last episode that i don't think there there is no reason to have built her up as this big savior of the mcu and and seeing where that the story has gone i think the fact that captain marvel is the penultimate film before this film is more so a reactionary effort from kevin feige and marvel to say shoot DC beat us. We can't go all the way to the end without giving any female title a solo picture. Here's my shoehorn. I'm gonna put it in and pretend it's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I say that in hindsight now, having seen Endgame, because her only purpose in this film is to bring Tony Stark home. And then she has a scene with everybody who's alive and then shucks off again to space. Seen again with a strange haircut. I, oh, I love her haircut. Nice. I loved it. You, you <sighs> not Rocket. He's a jerk. <laughs> okay, don't. Oh, everyone, 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 everyone. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just tell you what who Rocket is in real life. Okay. He's a troll. He's an internet troll. Anyways, Josh. I, I I've got some some defense points against Rocket that we'll get into probably not in this episode, but it's fine. Um. Rocket is a jerk. He's not... You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> he can in, have his moments. But in comparison to Quill, oh, Quill is the worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... I was so glad when we killed him. Ro- I know. I was so sad when he came back. Yeah. He's the one where I was like, oh, we couldn't have just had to sacrifice one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, look, we need to go get the soul stone. Oh, no. Uh, oh, another thing about women in this thing is that when Rocket is like, I lost my family, too. I lost Drax. I lost Quill. I lost Groot. Oh, I lost, Mantis, yeah. I lost the lady with the uh, bug in tennis. He yeah. hasn't even mentioned Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, before, 
before we get off to other things, um, I with Captain Marvel, she comes back in the film to do nothing uh, to, to do, lose. To, I, she's got a great line, wonderful line. Hello, Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker. You, you, got, you got, got something, something for me? me? Great line, love it. I, I give that to Brie Larson. I do yes. not give this to. Um, and I will say that here's the only disagreement that I have with your sentence that like, yes, she does lose to Thanos, mm-hmm. but she, she's a contender. She's overpowering him mm-hmm. and she's sing- th- something that took all of the Guardians, Spider-Man and Captain America, or, or sorry, Iron Man to do in the first one, which is take the glove off. She's doing that by herself. I agree. Like there, and what has to happen is he has to remove the he power has to remove stone. the power stone, the most powerful thing in the universe, to say go away. Mm-hmm. And that is, I will give them. They at least thought through why she isn't the one that defeats him overall. She still doesn't do anything. Still doesn't do anything. Still doesn't. I mean, she gets the glove. Somewhere. She has that nice line. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not. Yeah. She gets the glove back to Thanos. You're right. She does. Like, <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job, Brie. So that they, so that so that Tony can save the day. They also, well, because one, one and one, and it's it's dumb. Um, Let me make a circle and chop it off. <laughs> Let me just chop off his head. Yeah. Well, we see how well chopping off his head works. Chop off his arm. They, they, see how well aimed, that works too. You should have aimed for the arm. <laughs> we also know that Brie Larson filmed this before she filmed Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's really clear. Like, I don't think she has a real grasp of what that character is. I kind of feel like it's just Brie Larson. I feel like it might also be ha- hard to have a grasp of that character when you're given, like, a sprinkle. Yes. And you have to No, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not blaming <laughs> Brie Larson here. I'm saying that, like, it's clear they didn't know what this character was when they filmed it. Mm-hmm. It's shoehorned in. What do you do with Captain Marvel now? What story do you tell? What do I do? Like, Captain Marvel 2, what do you do? Well, so, Captain Marvel can be removed from all of the... Yeah, absolutely. So, like, we've set up that she has to, like, deal with, like, I don't know, the accuser. So, like, make her deal with that. But she, like, the most powerful thing in the universe, boom, he's dead. Well, you know. We get another version of her. I feel like this is the issue yeah, with, with the Captain character. Marvel. And why I am interested the... to see how Marvel will deal with using their mm-hmm. backbench characters as their front characters. Because I love Captain Marvel. That movie, it's wonderful, it's great. But there's a reason why that character is a second tier character. Because you can only tell so many stories with a character that powerful. Here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Let's go to the comics. Because... No, have you read the comic? I've not read very many Captain Marvel comics, no. I haven't read the comic. So, like, that that comic was popular and successful. So there must be a reason. Yes. Why it could withstand. And so why don't we look there? Why don't we look at what are some of the things that she has to face there? Why yeah. don't we... And we can create... We we can create stakes for yeah. her. We'll be able to figure that out. Agreed. I'm not worried about okay. it. Okay, alright, fair enough. I'm slightly worried in that sense of... I'm gonna warn you, it's gonna be spacey stuff. Yeah, I know. And that's the stuff that I didn't care about in that movie. Well, Josh, buckle up. I know. Because I'm like, can we maybe get more of like an actual relationship between her and Maria Rambo again? Like, is that is that something that can happen? She can make a relationship between her and Ben Mendelsohn. Great, fine, also good, but... Best friends. Yeah, sure. Uh, moving on from Captain Marvel, from the women in the film a little bit, um, uh, my, 
I, so it's so funny because I think in the non-spoilery section we were both super positive on this film, <laughs> and in this section I think our our, our um, complaints or our quibbles are going to come out a little bit more. So let's talk about the the middle section of the film because that for me is where I have most of my quibbles and complaints. And the middle section of this film deals with time travel, and this whole plot is set up to be that they kill Thanos in the first half an hour of this movie. And that was like, bold choice. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see where they go with this. And I was like, is Iron Man the villain again? Yes. Here like, we go. Um, so we kill, we kill, and then all of a sudden we're like, no, we have to get the stones back and the only way to do it is uh, we bring back uh, Quantum Leap Boy and he comes in with time travel. And then we spend a good... We don't talk about the real hero of this movie. Who's the real hero? A rat! Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. So he uh-huh. comes back, uh-huh. and there's like the security guard. Uh huh. And he kind of looks like Ken Jong. It is Ken Jong. Okay, it is. Yeah. Well, I well We're... I turned to Sylvana. I said, "That's Stanley," <laughs> knowing full well it was not Stanley. Right. <laughs> but I I made that joke and yeah. she laughed, so I think she Good I think call. it was positive. Two comedy points. Good job. <laughs> yes. Only two. Yeah. It wasn't quite there. You just got two. Is that Ken, is that Stanley? <laughs> I don't like his cameo. It's in this. not good. It's not interesting. Yeah. Anyways, let's just have Captain Marvel like nod at him in approval. Again. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um. You were gonna were you gonna make a point about Ken Jong or just the joke? I love no. Okay. The rat is the true hero. Oh, okay. Yes, the rat's the true hero. Okay. So we spend a lot of time telling the audience that. Everything you think you know about time travel from movies is wrong. Mm-hmm. They literally call out almost every time travel property you can think of, including Back to the Future and Bill and Ted, which are the two main spearheads of, like, these are the two theories of time travel. Like, it's either going to work this way or it's going to work this way. And Marvel says, no, they're both wrong. It works this way. And then Hulk says the most ridiculous sentence that it has ever been constructed and like... Power to Mark Ruffalo. Power to Mark Ruffalo for, like, selling it real hardcore. He says something along the lines of, your history is set in stone, and when you go back in time, that is your future, not your history, so you don't change anything that you already did, you're just making more history for yourself. So by changing the past, you're not actually changing the past. Okay, Marvel, sure. Even if I buy that sentence, even if I buy that sentence, you then put in one of my favorite scenes of the movie, Tilda Swinton shows back up with Mark Ruffalo. And they have this wonderful scene between the two of them that is all about the time stone. And he's trying to get the time stone from her because Doctor Strange doesn't have it yet, blah, blah, blah. And she says... That the Infinity Stones work as to create the time-space continuum. And the moment you take one time stone away, you create an alternate reality. And then Mark, uh, Hulk is like, no, no, but what if we bring it right back? Then no alternate reality there. And I swear to gosh that Tilda has this look of like, sure, buddy. Sure. You can think that works. But, like, the only reason she then gives it to him is because she trusts Doctor Strange because they're... So, like, she's willfully creating these other realities because even though Captain America brings them back at the exact same moment, there's still a time where it's gone. That alternate reality is 
created. Call me, call on me. To- call me, Okay, call fine, me, yeah. Me. I've got more on this. No, I got a good yeah, one. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah, a good okay. one. Oh, it's whisper time? We're here with Disney Plus. Okay. And they're here because they want to make all these TV shows. Uh-huh. And they're going to do it using this logic. Yes, Of I that. The d- f- f- mess, n- f- n- f- <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Were those words? <laughs> those, were, were, those were not this words. This is what's going to happen, Josh. We're going to... All of these... All of these alternate timelines. All these different TV shows and movies we could make. <laughs> so... Yes, because now there is a version, so just by this film alone, there are so many questions that are opened up by time travel being the answer that you use to structure the second hour of this film. Loki shuffs off with a version of the Tesseract. So now there's a version of Loki that's alive that has the Tesseract. We have no idea what that's leading to. Tom Hiddleston's going to make a TV show. Um, We've got... uh, it's just like there's so much that doesn't work okay it's just frustrating because even if you if you just wanted to tell me that the one Hulk line was the reason your timeline is always moving forward and even if you move back you don't erase the past because it's in your past it happened blah 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 whatever that nonsense logic is but then you put this Tilda Swinton scene in there which counters it and you're like, but this doesn't support your argument. And then even if I can look past all of it, I just... It's so frustrating to me that what they decided to do with the middle hour of this movie was revisit all Our of the past. greatest hits of the Marvel of the Marvel Universe instead of, like, legit doing something with it. Like, how in the hell does Guardians open now? Because Peter Quill was knocked out and then it's gone. But it's back, so when he wakes up, he can be like, hey! And, like, him and Jamon Hunsu can have a great time together. Like, it just... By changing things, the past films don't matter. Or they matter, but they can't happen in the way that we know them to happen. I'm sorry. This is my issue. This is my issue with this movie. And this is why I was sitting there in the second hour being like, this is great and fun. You're just messing it up. You're just messing it up. You're saying none of the last 21 films mattered. This one does. I mean, they matter in that sense of it's the characters. Yes, agreed. I agree with that. And it's the emotional journeys and less of the physical. Well, I mean, the physical journeys affect the emotional journeys. Yeah. Um. Guess what? What? I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I know. I was literally just like, yeah, make <laughs> less sense to me. <laughs> My favorite scene in that segment is the it's scene when I gasped when Tilda Swinton showed up I did an audible like oh. and then Robert Redford was there I was like oh. see I like the Tilda Swinton stuff I like the stuff at the base in New Jersey in 1970 mm-hmm. and I like the stuff on Vormir and all of those things are scenes and segments that we can logic out exist but we've not seen them before. They don't have a direct impact on the plot of the film that happens there now. Because now when I go back to watch The Avengers, I can be like, well, wait a minute. How is this happening? Because Tony's had a heart attack and uh, uh, Alexander Pierce was there and and Loki's gone and Hulk had to take the stairs and like... <laughs> 
so many stairs. <laughs> it just creates so many questions. I, I it does it does, and I won't I won't take agree I won't take that away that it does open up so many questions. But I think that with myself personally, I don't hold Avengers that close to my heart. Right. And so like it doesn't bother me that things are like blah 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 because. Uh, because it's not something that I care. It's not. It's not a precious stone to me. Right. And so, like, when they change things like that, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, they don't touch any of the films that I truly love. Right. The closest one they get to is Guardians, and they kind of touch that. Nebula is also strange. Oh, yeah, some- we'll talk about them soon. <laughs> and so, like. When I'm watching it, I'm not like, well, how does it work out with the Avengers? Because I'm like, oh, they'll figure it out. Oh, they're showing me the part that, like, the once the act, the director says cut. Yeah. And, like, it's not as interesting anymore. Which I like that idea. I love that. I love that we get um the, the callback to the Winter Soldier elevator scene. Uh-huh. Where he's like, hail Hydra. Like, that's really nice. Like, that's a good continent. I Frank Grillo was there and I audibly gasped. Grillo's back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. The other thing. You can't throw Clark Gregg a freaking bone. Like, everybody. For, that was he's dead at this point, though. No, he's not! In the Avengers, he's dead. He's alive! There's a television series! Uh, he's in the television. He's dead that day, though. His body is freshly dead. They couldn't go back and save him from dying. <laughs> But, like, was he, like, just standing on the other side of Tony's cabin and, like, Fury was like, no, you can't come in. They still all think you're dead. No. Go away. You go celebrate Scarlet. Go. They even brought in Ty Simpkins. (laughs) They even brought in Ty Simpkins. But not Clark Gregg. No justice. Justice for Clark. Um... I like some of, I like the stuff that's in that segment. It doesn't overall kill that segment for me. I do have a high opinion of this movie. It just like talking one of my favorite things to do about the about the MCU is, is to talk about it, it and to work through it. It's and like the when... moment you start pulling the threads of this movie, uh-huh. you're like, Oh, my sweater's a crop top. Well, I mean it's like when you try to talk to me about the Tesseract and I quickly <laughs> lose interest. Yeah. Which uh-huh. I think, like, maybe one of the reasons why the middle section doesn't bother me as much is because, like, I do like the MCU. I don't, I don't hold all of it uh, tightly to my my to my chest. Right. Which I think might be one of the reasons why me and Dave, why David Ehrlich is also like, sure, yeah, whatever, like, yeah, yeah I, I don't care about this. And so, like, I'm not saying I don't care about it. Right. But I just like, I don't know. I was okay. I, it, like, if they went back and they like stopped, like. Maria from marrying the captain, I would be like, wow, they ruined the sound of music. But, like, they don't do that. So there's not... For me... And I know the the Avengers is much more... It's higher on your list. This is a more personal franchise Uh for me, and I totally admit that. And so, like, I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm just like... Yeah! Cool, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) It was fun, I agree. Um, Moving a little bit forward to the plotty plot of this movie, I guess. We talk about Nebula and how she's an important character and she might be the only female character served well in this movie. Um, go for it. I, I, me saying that I don't think that they give reverence to Black Widow is not me saying that Black Widow also doesn't 
do enough for me. Yeah. Like, she is, like, what she does is, I find, is very good. It's what we do after she's dead. Agreed. Is the... Agreed. So Nebula has to deal with the fact that past Nebula and current Nebula are different people. And I like this exploration a little bit of how this abused character, the, emotionally, physically, this abused character gets to deal with the fact that, like, she has escaped her abuser and then has to come face to face with her past self. That is some heavy stuff that the MCU is dealing with. And I appreciate that they're dealing with it. It still doesn't mean that I'm not having a lot of weird questions mm-hmm. about all of it. Well, but... something that I found interesting was that Nebula is the one, is the, our only living female character still with the gang, right? Uh-huh. So, like, all of this is happening. She's infiltrated the team. Um, and she's this character who can go and uh, summon Thanos and no one's like, wait, Where's, where's Nebula? Yeah, like, we're putting the stones together here. Like, yeah. what, what, why is like she Don not here? Like, Don Cheadle should notice. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 Tony Stark and her were in a spaceship for Rocket? 20 days. Rocket is Rocket. there? Rocket. Yeah, no one notices uh, that she's not there. And that was something that I was like, hmm. Yeah. So, also... You could just pick that apart. The Gamora stuff is weird to me at this moment. So my theory is, and this is not my theory alone, Guardians 3, which will exist. Search for Spock? Search for Spock. Search for Gamora. But which Gamora? Like, It would have to be the old one. It'd have to be 2014 Gamora, right? Yeah. Because... Because our Gamora is dead. Because our Gamora is dead and it has been established. If you bring back her, you gotta bring back ScarJo. Yeah. And so that's the thing that they're not gonna do. But, like, what, how, where, what? Like, did she just shuff off? Like, there's literally a scene, the last scene we see of Gamora in this movie is she kicks Peter Quill in the balls. Power to you. Good job. Uh, and then uh, Nebula's like, yeah, you had to choose between this guy and a tree. That's the last thing that we see of her. Because she's not at the funeral. She's which... not at the funeral. And when we see the Guardians, when Thor is on the ship, for her. he's searching for her. Which I was like, okay, oh, Peter she's... Quill's back. Yeah. The true, the true tragedy of this all. Yes, the true tragedy of it all. Um, although, what I really want is, I want. I'm the, the captain now. The third, the trailer. I just want the trailer for the third one to like go for the third Guardians to go along, and at the end of it, it says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and then just like Thor pulls out like a, a spray paint can and just like crosses it out and writes A S in front of it, so it's just as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he's just like, nope, gotta get me in there. Like, that's what I want. That, that's what I want from, from that trailer. That's gonna get me to buy into this movie. Question. Yeah. Is Tessa Thompson Thor now? Yes. Okay. But not? This is also one of my issues with the, these things. Like, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie has set up very clearly in Ragnarok, she doesn't care about Asgard. She doesn't want to be a leader. She has given up that aspect of her life. She goes back because it's her duty and her right and she knows it's the right thing to do. Like, her people need her in that moment. But it makes no sense that she would be a better leader than Thor in any way, shape, or form. That, that... Also, this whole thing that, like, Thor, like, we've been like, Thor is questioning his destiny. Thor is, like, turning away from his destiny. Thor is accepting his destiny. Thor is turning away from his destiny. Like, we've done this so many times. And it's a consistent character flaw in the character, and I do appreciate that consistency. Mm-hmm. 
Spider-Man, I was like, dude, like, if you don't want to be the king of Asgard, that's fine, but don't thrust it upon her. Like, that's, she'll do great with it. She'll be a wonderful leader of Asgard, better than Thor. Who knew that all I had to do to cosplay as Thor all the time is wait for them to change the look of Thor. Can't talk about Thor. Yeah. I don't, I get, I don't care that he's, like, this person who's, like, taking grief and guilt in a different way, because all of these characters are dealing with it in a different way. Yes. And they've chosen his as the one that turns to substances to deal with it. Right. And never actually facing it. Makes sense for that character. Which I was like, great. What I don't appreciate is that they're treating his alcoholism as a joke. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate how it's just like this hari har har and it's not seen as something tragic. Yeah. Which like... This is also where I don't like the use of Korg and Meek in this movie. I think they're just there as joke machines, and they're and and I it just it hurts. It hurts those characters, and it hurts Thor to be in this. And this is where again I talked about like the shaving it off and to make it to make it fit a little bit more. Thor is a comedic character at this point, and they have to make him fit into this universe, and they tried to do it in a way that just didn't really work. Mm-hmm. This is why I said that Thor is overused in this movie. And I think that with last with the last movie Thor is used in a very like he has his moments of tragedy but he does also have his community yeah, absolutely. in it and it, I just wish that they could have done that here but it just feels like they're taking something that should be viewed as much more tragic and they're like ha 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 it's a three hour movie and yet I felt like you should have dealt with this longer I don't get make it three hours and five minutes deal with Thor's alcoholism mm-hmm also, also none of the Avengers deal with it. Yeah. None of the Avengers, who apparently they're all supposed to like care about each other, they don't seem to see an issue of it. Mark Ruffalo mentions it when he's getting him to get on the ship. And then Rocket's and... like, we have beer. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the decision to put him in the fat suit for all of it is a short-sighted decision. It's a joke decision. And then they had to deal with it for the rest of the movie. And not that it takes away from any of the other characters or other scenes, but, like, you then have so far to go to get this character back. And I understand that you don't actually get him back to where he was. That's not what you do in this movie. It just, it felt really, I, I didn't care for a lot. Still had some good moments. Still had Thor. I think that post the Frida stuff. Uh-huh. Frigga? Yeah. Frigga. Post when he goes and sees Frigga, I think that that's when he's in the up and up a little bit more. Yes, agreed. And he's much more of the Thor that we knew. But he also has less to do past that point. Yes. And so, like, once after that has happened, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, his last kind of good moments are on the battlefield. There's that really, really fun fight scene with Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man versus Thanos. That's a great fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakespeare in the Park? Yeah. There it is. Redux. <laughs> I the big battle sequence. I mean, when everybody comes back, it's a fun moment. I mean, that's I I. Mister Mister Stark, this is the wizard guy. Tell me where we've been gone for five minutes until we came back. He's back. Oh, I love him. Oh my gosh. I lost my mind when he said Avengers Assemble. Like I was like, yeah, get it, Captain. Um, I lost my mind when he said on your left, Sam Wilson. <gasps> And, like, I just, like, tears. Tears. Can I tell you my moment that would have made that so much better? And I would have got tears for On Your Left. I knew. He was there? I knew they were back. On Your Left. <laughs> <laughs> um, it 
was such a good moment that I love. He's the only one standing up. There's that beautiful shot of the army and it's just Cap and then on your left. And that moment in itself works spectacularly. Prior to this, right after Hulk snaps his fingers and it's there, we have a shot. We have a little, a small sequence where um, Hawkeye gets a call from his wife. We know it's worked. She's alive. Like, I don't love that those two moments exist together because if you don't have that phone call moment, just have Paul Rudd go to the window and like, even you have a color change, the birds are back. Like there's a small hint that it's worked, mm -hmm. but it's not there because you pull out, boom, explosion. There's no, if there's no confirmation that Hulk snapped worked prior to that moment, on your left works even more. Yeah. You know, and that's just my, I'm being super nitpicky in this moment. But like, had I not had that moment of realization, I would have been more on board with that. Well, moment. and I, for me, I think that one of the things that this, uh, specifically the on the on your left matters to me is because they give it to Sam. Yes, and they don't give it to Bucky. Yeah, who I understand that they are friends. I've been in this world where his. His friendship with Bucky has ruined so, so many much. things. But Kylie, he's so pretty. He's not even that. But he's so tortured. We need to save him. Yeah. We're glad to seem to do great for him. Yeah, right. He seems fine. <laughs> You're not wrong. He seems pretty okay in Civil War yeah. also. <laughs> like, we don't deal with him suffering at all. But Kylie, he's a pretty tortured bad boy. So, anyways, I, I think for for me, like when it the, it comes from Sam, that just matters a lot to me. Sam is a character who yeah. I've I loved, yeah. I loved oh, in Winter yeah. Soldier, and then every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Sam. Yeah. Um. And so, like for me, I was just like, they gave it to Sam. Another thing about this film that I really appreciate is that Scott Lang is not dumb. Oh yeah, he's silly. He's silly, but he's not he's, dumb. Yeah, because yeah. like in 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 Ant Man and the Wasp, he's like, um, what's ice cream? What? He's everything he says is just like, uh, what what is the shoe? Like, how how do I put? How do I tie my laces? Like Wasp, Wasps, come help me! And I'm like, yes, Wasps should know how to I'll do all these yeah. things. But he's just so dumb. And now I just want that scene where a Wasp teaches Ant Man to tie his <laughs> shoes. Uh, one of my favorite cutaway jokes is to Scott Lang. It's when drunk Thor is recapping the plot of the Dark World because they're like, shoot, nobody liked the Dark World. Well, I guess we gotta tell everybody what happened in that movie. And like, everybody is looking super bored and just done with drunk, drunk Thor's story. And you just see this bright-eyed Scott Lang just like, yes, space? Tell me more! What's the <laughs> like, thing about Scott Lang is that he's not part of any of these adventures. Yeah, I know! <laughs> like, uh, it was so good. Okay, question. Yes. Was it actually Natalie Portman? I don't or know. was it... Like, they just put Rocket into some film they already had. I don't know. I know, right? Yeah. She's credited. Cool. Yeah. Get your money's worth, girl. She would... I was... If it is her, I would be surprised. Because she was like, I never want to come back for these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, her and Hugo Weaving are the two. that are like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know why she, like, 
is upset with it, right? Because they kicked out uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, because like when the first Thor comes out, it's her and Anthony Hopkins are the biggest names. She has the more th- stuff to do. Yeah. And so like she has choice of director. And when they essentially just said, no, your opinion it's doesn't. It's for two. It's for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were like, your opinion doesn't matter. She was like, I guess my presence here shouldn't matter either then. Snap. Yeah. She earns it. Yeah. More power to you, girl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I, she doesn't have a line. Mm-hmm. It would make sense. I mean, neither does Shuri. I mean, like, yeah. there's lots of women that don't but have lines. But there's new footage <laughs> of, Shuri. of Shuri. I'm questioning if they just took, like, a cut scene yes. or reuse purpose and just put Rocket into it, because that's easy enough. Go for it. I mean, they'd still have to credit her, but... Yeah. Whatever. I do like the end credits, just while we were talking about the credits. I think they're really fun. I like the way that they give everybody their, almost like their curtain call moment. Uh-huh. Um, and then the way they do the signatures for the main six. I really like this. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah. I don't... Hawkeye is a character is an enigma to me. Okay. And I just... I need help. Okay, what you got? I I'm just, here for you. I'm here. Like, from the beginning... Uh huh. Do I? Do I? What is Hawkeye? What is his purpose? Why is he here? Is he a good character? Is he? Is he used okayly? I'm gonna go. As super as they are. I like Hawkeye. Um, I like him most actually in one of my least favorite films of the MCU, Age of Ultron. I think this is my least favorite Hawkeye performance. Like, Jeremy Renner performance of Hawkeye. The, and it's probably the one where he has the most to do. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way, because, like, I really like what he does in the film. I think he's got a decent arc. He, but he's not... He's not our Hawkeye. He's not... He's not our Hawkeye. He's not our Hawkeye. He doesn't feel as crucial as he did when he had a smaller part. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think that his role is to be the glue a little bit. He's the moral conscience and he... And that's not Captain... Sorry, not the moral conscience. He's the... He's the human element. He's the one that keeps us grounded. He's the one that says, this is who we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel that from him in this time. And part of that, I think, is because he's as this murderous... He's vigilante. Ronin. He's Ronan mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film, though never named. That's what he is. And he's he's changed as a person. The death of his family has essentially changed him for to the point where when they're when him and Scarlett Johansson are Black Widow are arguing, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I've done so many bad things. I don't deserve to have my family back. I'm the one that's going to die." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent." Like. Agree with you. Mm-hmm. And if it's anyone who's not Scarlett Johansson, yeah, like he's gonna fall to his death. Yeah, no, and and I even think I agree with your sentence. I like that 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 her sacrifice. I would just done in a different spot. I think I think he would die there, and for me, she would die later. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and I said to you, I was like, this. I needed to buy this pop. I needed to buy this Hawkeye yeah, pop. Yeah, you did. I don't think I'm going to have another chance to get it. I don't think you are either, by the way. Mm-hmm. Even though he's alive, I don't think that he's making any more appearances. Unless they somehow want to do a next-gen Hawkeye movie and pass the torch. He's like a mentor. Yes. To Casey? Hmm. Uh, Casey might be the right name. Here's the issue. It's not an issue. Here's the issue my brain is having, remember her name, is that he says, I'm Hawkeye. 
But then he always also calls her Hawkeye. Oh, his kid's name is Lila. Uh, it's not his kid. It's oh. it's the in the comics. There's the oh, yes. the younger woman. Yeah. He all he he they are both Hawkeye. Hawkeye is not a person. It's a people. A people. <laughs> One of my favorite MCU lines, by the way. <laughs> Um, there are several that he could pass it on to. He could pass it on to not only his kid, he could pass it on to Cassie Lang, uh, Scott's kid. He could pass it on to Morgan Stark. Tony's got a kid. Mm-hmm. We can get all the cheeseburgers you want. Oh, it's, uh, that line, that line crushed me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, was, uh. We lost our cute kid with the Lang family, but we got, we earned a new kid. <laughs> earned a new cute kid. kid. Man, cute, cute kids keep growing up. Ty Simpkins... Lang family kid. Now we got this one. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I had a... Okay, so Feige has said that... We talked briefly about Spider-Man. Sorry, do you have more thoughts on Hawkeye? I just... Do I like Hawkeye or do I like Jeremy Renner? I... I after, okay, I hate the statement. After Scarlett Johansson's death, I like him a lot more. He seems less of a jerk. He, like, is much... Because now... Before it was like I gotta do this for my family, and he's like brash and brazen about everything. And then right. after that, he's like, "Oh crap, my best friend just died." Yeah, and I got I, I owe it to her. If you want to go up and tell the red face man he's wrong, <laughs> red face man, I fought one of those in World War Two. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I would have loved to cut away to Cap being like, "Huh." <laughs> Did he have a skull? Red skull? <laughs> well, that's the other thing that if 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 Cap went up there with Scarlett Johansson, she would have been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> So Kevin Feige has said uh, that Spider-Man: Far From Home uh-huh. is the actual end of Phase Three, not Endgame. Similar in the so way... So how Ant-Man closed out Phase 2. Yes. We went out with a bang. Went out with a real bang. I think more so than with Ant-Man in Phase 2, I think that is because Far From Home is an epilogue. I think that that is where we as a universe and them as characters, we get to deal with the death of Tony Stark. And I think Far From Home now has so many more meanings. Not only is he in Europe on a school vacation, he's also Far From Home because he was dusted for a while, and he's feeling Far From Home because he's lost Tony Stark, and, like, it's so much of all... And you've got, you've got him, you've got uh, Hap, Happy Hogan's in that movie. Most of the people in that movie have a direct connection to Tony Stark, in general, I just think that movie is going to be dealing with the loss of Tony Stark. Let's, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, we'll see. It might not be. I'm not so, I'm not as convinced. Yeah? Yeah. Why else would that then be the end of the phase? Because they already put it on the slate. No, no take-back sees. <laughs> tap, tap, no take-back? Like, yeah. too late? Yeah. yeah okay, Sony great. was like, no, this is going here. And he was like, this doesn't make any sense. And they said, no. This is going with this is a knife to us. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, holding yeah. my phone as a weapon. It but like no, it's going here. Okay. We'll see. Um I was wrong. What were you wrong about? I thought we were gonna take the time stone after we figure it out and we'll go back in time and everything will be okay. Yeah, no, we have That's those not five what years. Oh Okay, yeah, those five years exist. Yeah. How? So what we know is Okay. We know Peter Parker has said 
He says in the film, I was gone for like five minutes, but the wizard guy says I was gone for five years, but now we gotta come help you. So we know that anybody who was dusted hasn't aged. Uh-huh. We know that, like, time passed on, though. And yet we also know that this Far From Home film exists. Uh-huh. And, like, what? None of these kids have aged? Like, they all got dusted? They all is got this, dusted. Is that, is that how we're doing this? Like, Peter dusted. and all of his friends got dusted, so they're still in high school? Well, I wouldn't say Tony Ravioli's a friend. No, Peter and all of his peer group got dusted? Yes. Great. Fine. I mean, Josh. Whatevs. Josh! Yeah. Only Hawkeye survived the massacre of his family. It's just like, what? How does that work? I mean, fine. Uh, also, I have a, another pitch in my brain that I wish Far From Home could be now. Is that, because we've seen Ned. I think it's going to deal with Tony Stark in like a glancing like, huh, I don't want to be super Spider-Man anymore. Okay, not, nothing to do with Tony Stark. What I would like is, because you have to deal with like this five-year gap. That's something you have to deal sure. with in this film. Everything seems fine. Why are they still in high school, if that's a true thing? But obviously, everybody was dusted if fine. they were all dusted. So, I, my, like, pitch, if, like, Ned... Because, like, we see Ned and, like, sad, like, okay, fine, whatever. But, like, or somebody who we haven't seen, I would love it if they were, like, one of his peer group is now, like, a teacher in the school. Because, like, the five years have gone. They went there, like, they're the first-year teacher at a college. Like... No more Martin Starr. <laughs> I mean, Martin Starr could be there, but it would just be really funny to be like, I left and you were my age and now... You're my teacher? Like, that would be a really fun way to, like, explore if the Ned relationship would, like, if they hadn't shown him as a student or something, or, like, yeah. I just think it'd be a fun element. Another thing that I was, like, huh about was that, so supposedly half of the United States has been dusted, right? If the logic runs. Yeah. Not enough stone tablets. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My thought was that 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 there's one of those in every like major city. Oh, we just have the people. From and the so city. those are just the people of San Francisco. Mm. That was my thought. I mean, it, I could be wrong, yeah, but that's, no, that's a good that's a good poll. Yeah, I'm glad that we also didn't deal with any of the cars in the five years we just left. <laughs> the keys should still be there. Um, did you get <laughs> the keys? Should still be there. <laughs> Solid. Um. Did you see Joe Russo? Did you catch Joe Russo's big cameo? Director Joe Russo? If I tell you, I don't know what he looks like. He is the man in the, um... Support group? In the support group. Who went on the date. Yeah. The guy who's gay? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those small elements. And though I don't love the treatment of women 100% in this movie, the fact that there is women front and center in this movie and the fact that they do try to give that team-up moment... I also like I also like Gwyneth Paltrow in this. Maybe not so much like with her as Iron Man, but like... Yes, I like her in this also. <laughs> she doesn't feel as like naggy wife as she has in the past. Because I, what I like about her is that she's like... Ultimately, the choice is up to Tony and she is saying, you know what's right to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this a little bit. We haven't talked about Tony at all. We've just been like, yep, good end. Good job killing him. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get there. Um, you told Anne we were almost done, and I have all these questions. I'm not do- We haven't talked about Bruce Banner being crazy. Listing the questions isn't helpful to getting them done faster. <laughs> uh, 
So there's this weird thing within the MCU versus the DCEU that I really appreciate about the MCU is that the DCEU tends to have this really, specifically with the Snyder films, this weird kind of dark conservative edge to it. And the MCU has this more kind of bright liberal edge to it that I, I just intend to appreciate because it seems to be accepting the world that's living in and the DCEU tends to be a lot of like, like, no, try to make it great again. Like, trying to yeah, like, get us back over here. And and I just that's something that I appreciate about the MCU as compared to the DCEU, just will, in terms of thematic things. I will agree that it's the Snyder and the yes, Suicide Squad. Yes, the Snyder stuff. But yeah. I think that once we get Patty Jenkins, she starts to bring it in a little bit more, yes. and then post-Patty Jenkins you get we've got James Wan and Shazam Shazam just seems right in the middle Shazam seems like it's just the funny version of the Snyder stuff yeah so yeah it's fine um anyway uh you have questions Tony go I don't know we just we've just been like good job killing him I feel satisfied (laughs) his story is I mean if you really want some like Honest truth, I don't love his scene back on Earth. I like the stuff with him on the ship, but the one when he's back on Earth and he's like, I should have put a sh- uh, armor around the universe. He's fine. I don't love that scene, actually. I think it's it's a step back for that character, though it makes sense. He's just been in space for a long time and he's bitter and angry. I like when he comes back, though. I like that arc from that point forward. I like the minute that he gets off the spaceship, because with... Since Civil War... Uh-huh. How are they... What's their first interaction gonna be? Yeah. Has been my question. Yeah, and it's when he gets off the spaceship, yeah. And all it is, is I lost the kid. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. And, like, Steve is just like... We all did. We all did. We all lost. Oh. And that's why, for me, that one scene where he's emaciated and he's pulling the I- the IV out of his arm and, like, that just didn't seem to work for me because... Give me a few days and then, then bring out that scene. Yes, I agree. Like, let him... And I get that he's going through so much, and I'm not totally against him. Maybe even just, like, a performance aspect that I didn't really care for. There was something that rubbed me the wrong way about that scene. Um, though I like where it goes. So we set up then five years later that he's got this wonderful family. He's probably the only person that's come out on the better end of the snap you know and so i like when he shows back up to uh avengers headquarters and he's like in his car and you're like we have not lost tony stark we haven't lost tony stark uh and he's like i will tell you right now it is priority to get everybody back but it is a higher priority for me that i don't lose what i have right now Mm -hmm. and i'd like to live if possible and I, I, it sets up his stakes. And you're like, not possible. Not possible, buddy. <laughs> nope, so sorry. Um, I don't know why it has to be Tony. This is a question that I have. Okay. So, I I know why it has to be Tony in terms of... Our brains. Our brains. In real and life. The, the 11 years story we're telling. Uh-huh. But why in terms of the film is it, this is the one way that it works? Why is this the thing that has to happen? Oh, okay. Because <sighs> Stephen Strange is uh, smarter than all of us, so uh, that's, that's the reason. And I get that, like, you could totally just white wave this away a little bit, being like, well, that's the way that it works. Like, well, he's the one with the gauntlet on. 
Yeah, so... Because he's Iron Man, and it's the Iron Man gauntlet, so of course he has it on. So of course he can do it, yeah. you know? Um, and I get that, like, you could even say that, well, this is the one way that it works, because that's the one way Stephen Strange saw that it worked. There's no other purpose for it. But it just didn't satisfactorily see, like, there are so many other people mm-hmm. that have lost so many other things, and that Thanos has destroyed so thoroughly... That for Tony to be the one that gets the final... Should have been Nebula. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could probably argue for at least five other characters... Peter Quill. ...that it should have been. (laughs) Because by the time Tony destroys him... Teenage Groot. He's got everything back. You're missing the one Guardian that actually it probably could have been. Mantis! (laughs) Drax? (laughs) You know, Thanos killed his whole planet and family. Gamora? Like, Gamora, old Gamora. Like, same thing. Yeah, old... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Even Thor wiped out whole community. Well, he already killed Thor. He already killed him once. He got his... I mean, sorry, Thor already killed him. Yeah. 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 I just don't... I, again... Tony, for us, why does it have to be Tony? Yeah. Because Tony has literally no connection to Thanos. In any stretch of the imagination, he has met him one single time, uh-huh. and that is the end of that. And Thanos kicked his butt thoroughly. Yeah, he and 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 Iron Man admits it. Like, no, he wiped me off with a planet. I love the line in Infinity War where he's like, "Throw another moon at me, and you'll see how mad I get." And I'm like, "You're not already mad? He threw a moon at you!" Like. And not that it's not satisfying, because man, it is. That's just it's it's just... it's, it's a Paul Walkery thing, where mm-hmm. we know we know what how real life is. Yes, outside of the movie, and so for us with this character and everything, it satisfies us because we understand real world. Concepts. It all started with Iron Man. It all starts with Iron Man. Nah. We know about everything that goes there, and so that is why for us it is a satisfying ending. Yeah. Once again, get Kim on here to talk about why does it have to be Robert Downey Jr.? He's the highest built actor. <laughs> uh, and so great, fine. I'm not I, like these are just the things that I think that for us it's like okay, Tony Stark has learned to go from being the most selfish person in the world to being the absolutely selfish. And I like that arc for him, but in that moment. What I don't... And maybe this is an issue with the specific battle. In that moment, I don't understand why... Like, literally, the gauntlet and, like, he's fighting, 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 pulls the stones off. I think they magnetize. Great. That's how I always do it. To Iron Man. Yeah. Um, And and that's why Marvel lost. She doesn't have the power of magnetism. But why... I guess, I just... In the terms of the battle that I'm there... Is nobody else alive? Is nobody else around? Like, it's one. And it's because they make the big deal that this is the one way that it works. That I need to, I guess, my brain wants to know... Why. Why. Mm -hmm. And if you hadn't made a big deal about it, if it had just been, like, a battle, and then... If we hadn't cut to Strange and he did the one thing, I probably, like, it wouldn't have felt so ham-fisted. 
If he was just like, if I tell you what's going to happen, it's not going to happen. And maybe, maybe if there would have been something in there that strange, I guess, I guess I'm trying to reason through it here. Uh Because by strange telling him one, that is his, I guess, way of cueing that the only way for this to end is for you to die. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess now that I'm talking through that, that is him learning that he has to jump on the grenade, which is his arc of the of the thing. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I talked myself into it. I know why. One, because and and Doctor Strange has to be the one to tell him, no, you have to die. I'm smart. I'm Doctor Strange. I've seen the future. I've seen the future. I see into it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. We did it. We talked that one through. Maybe it's a mistake that I made. But this is what I like about the MCU, and this is what I like about comics, is like usually you can talk your way through it, and that time travel segment stuff, you can't. La 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 la. <laughs> Time travel! They mentioned Bill and Ted, I'm on board! Um, we didn't, we didn't mention the Howard Stark stuff. I love the Howard Stark scene with Tony You're and Howard. You're gonna be a good dad? You're gonna be a good dad. It's like, oh. I hated my dad. I I I loved that sequence. I thought I thought John Slattery was really wonderful in it, and their their chemistry is great. It, it there was a lot going on. Also, cameo from Jarvis from the Argent Carter TV series. So excited! I don't know. That's fine. It's all good. I like the Agent Carter TV series. It's probably the best thing that they've done on television. Period, including Netflix. Um, any other thoughts you have there on the Iron Man? No. Hulk. Weird choice, but... Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. No. They explain away why Hulk didn't couldn't come out. He was scared, wasn't he? No. Maybe... That's, no. That, that's how I reasoned it when I first... When I watched the first film. Like, uh-huh. So when we were watching Infinity War, like, why won't Hulk come out? And I was like, Hulk's scared. Thanos literally just like wiped his face on the floor and no one has been able to do that to Hulk. And so Hulk is afraid to face Thanos. I think how they reason it out in Endgame is that he's like, well, for a long time, I was afraid of Hulk and, and like, Hulk was too powerful and then, then I just figured out that there was a way that I could live as the Hulk. Which is dumb. My, my yeah. reasoning is better. Hulk was afraid. But that's not... it. Like, it's very... I felt unsatisfied by their solution to the, the the Hulk problem from the last time. I thought this was going to be like a story where we figured out why the Hulk was inside of Ruffalo the whole time. And that by the end of this, he can be glasses, sweater Hulk. That's fine. That's a version of Hulk that exists. Um, but we didn't earn it we just started with it and through infinity war we felt like we were going to earn something and i really i was hoping that the core question of why does the hulk live inside bruce banner other than gamma radiation would be answered and it wasn't like there's no we guess so we still have one more film to figure it out we do i guess yeah one more <laughs> one more team up film one more team up well, it has to be because... Who's he going to team up with? I don't know. But it has to be a team up film because of contracts. Hawkeye. 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 Hawkeye and Hulk. H's. H and H. Um, I love your family here. See, like, I, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. I, it's, it, 
It is as satisfying as the fact that Runner and Johansson and Evans and Downey Jr. get payoffs. Mm -hmm. It is as equally unsatisfying that Hemsworth and Ruffalo don't. No. I have a feeling that Hemsworth will come back. Continue on. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hemsworth is the one who I think actually really likes being here. Agreed. I think that he loves being Thor. And I don't think he has as much of... That he has an issue with... Having to keep the well, and body. it seems like he um, can go back and forth between his other projects really easily. Mm-hmm. So I think that he, I think we could see him as Laura for a good long time, as long as it's a successful character. I also think Ruffalo enjoys it to some extent. Did you know? I didn't know this. I was just listening to the Blank Check Avengers episode that Mark Ruffalo had a tumor when he was younger. Yeah, I did. Like that was bonkers. Like yeah. Marky Mark and like oh. He's not Marky Mark. I know, but, like, I still, I adore him. Like, I'm glad that he's around, and, like, I I love Mark Ruffalo as an actor. So, this kind of stuff didn't bother me. Oh, I did really like the one scene where um, they're t- trying to send Scott Lang back um, through time. As a baby. As a baby. And um, Bruce Banner's like, it's gonna work! Yeah! <laughs> that was some good moment. I like the technology for Hulk. I think it's really wonderful that... We can get a full-on Mark Ruffalo performance through this Hulk, you know, CGI. You know, I'm going to say an interesting thing. Oh, okay. So in between, I'm, and and the the one for Thor in Avengers doesn't count as much, but in between all of his Marvel movies, he he puts out a different film. Hemsworth does. Uh huh. So for Thor, there's Cabin in the Woods, which I know is right. filmed before. Four, That's the no. only cheat. Yeah. And then he has Snow White. Uh-huh. After Avengers, Red Dawn, uh, Rush, and then Thor: The Dark World. Okay. And then he has Black Hat. Oh. Okay. And then he has Age of Ultron. Uh huh. And then he has Heart of the Sea and Huntsman uh-huh. and Ghostbusters before Thor Ragnarok. Right. Then he has Twelve Strong. Now he has then Infinity War. Then he has Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh-huh. And then he has Endgame. And then Men in Black. And and I don't know how those are all being filmed necessarily, right. but like the he's fact, working. The yeah. fact that he's able to also put out different other movies, it's yeah. like, yeah. And he it seems like he because he's the youngest, he's the newest person. He's probably, if you want to say that the MCU has created a star, he's the first one they create. And maybe the only one they create. We'll kind of see how how life goes, but I mean Others in their new generation, you can consider Tom Holland, Brie Larson, Chadwick Boseman, as upcoming people, but not stars. I think that Scarlett Johansson also gets a big bump from this. And I know that as a, okay. I know that she was like a child teen star. Yep, and then sorry, and then it just to me, she was Oscar nominated for Lost in Translation. Yeah, um, but you are right. I'm thinking like mainstreamies. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think she can. She busts through there. Um. I I will say this sentence. Yes. I think the MCU has helped her to be defined as an actor mm-hmm. and not as a sex symbol. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like Ruffalo, Downey Jr., Evans to an extent. I mean, this helps his career, but he has he was an established person prior to it. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was pretty established before getting into that role. Um. Brie Larson's been established. Oh, Pratt. The MCU made Pratt. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. Like, he had a career, but he was Andy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And here we are. Yep. There we go. Uh, what is this? I feel like I've talked a lot about in defense of Rocket. Uh-huh. And then I haven't, like, been, like, my, like, actual defense of Rocket. I like Rocket. I like Rocket, Rocket's too. Rocket's one of my favorite characters. Because Rocket, though a jerk, not trying to defend him in anything else, Rocket was created in a lab. Rocket is what he is, and Rocket is not a dishonest character. Rocket is honest to himself at all times. And what he's learning is how to put others in front of himself. But he's not learning how to be a dishonest character. Peter Quill, scourge of the earth, Peter Quill, is... not. He doesn't even apologize. Like, hey he doesn't. Guys, I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> bad. he's very patriarchal. He uses violence and bullying tactics as jokes and humor. He, I get it, has come from a hard life. He was raised by Ravengers and threatened to be eaten all the time. I understand that. But, like, he, he as a character is un, unforgivable in a lot of ways because of his actions. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rocket, who does equal things... Rocket, just, I think it's that level of honest. He's not trying to be anything else. And I don't ever think Rocket's crimes, now I will fully say, I don't know them all, but at least the ones that we've been shown of Rocket, Rocket's crimes don't hurt anyone directly. They might hurt people indirectly. Like, he steals the batteries in Guardians Volume 2. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. We shouldn't steal. But, like, what's he really harming? He's stealing some batteries from some rich people. He's Robin Hooding it, so to speak. You know? And I guess that's I can justify those things, which is what I'm supposed to be doing because I like Rocket as a character. Mm-hmm. But Rocket learns. Rocket grows. Peter, Peter, Peter de-evolves. Uh, do people, like... Do people not like Rocket? No, I just like standing up for Rocket because I really love Rocket you're, as a character. You're standing up for Rocket while no one is, like, yelling to the ends of the earth about how much he's awful? Yeah. <laughs> Mainly I'm just like, I hate Peter Quill at this moment. I, no one likes Peter Quill anymore. Yeah. Alright, well, rest in peace, superhero movies. We're never going to talk about you again. Oh, uh, wait, Kylie. What? Next week you have a topic that we're going to talk about. I, listen... Okay, to be fair... Uh, it, this is a joint one because yes. I called our shot like three years ago when we started this podcast. And then I didn't want to just narrow it to five. Yes. So next week you're going to hear a two-part episode where we talk about the top ten superhero films of all time. Oh. And then probably take a break from superheroes until Far From Home comes out. Yeah. Yeah. There we go, friends. Friends, is there anything that we have missed? We're going to forego the Planet Hollywood game today because, man, we've talked on for a bit. Uh, friends, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five-star review or any star review. Oh, David Ehrlich is no longer happy. <laughs> oh, no, what happened? So a major corporation that's eating the rest of the entertainment industry alive made $1.2 billion at the box office this weekend and you're celebrating it as a personal validation for your fandom. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> I've seen this a lot recently where like... David people... Ehrlich is like on board and then off board? No, where there's a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, you're hating on the rich getting richer and yet you're all going out to see Endgame. And I was like, I don't... I don't know how those two things connect per se, but you're not wrong. Your point is not wrong. 
I just don't know how they connect. I don't personally take it as a victory for myself. No. As I have done nothing. Yeah, I've watched a movie and enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Also, I've, I mean, Marvel has long been a capitalistic corporation. Like, that's what they're all about. You're either on board or you're not on board with capitalistic corporations, I guess. That's the thing about, like, movies... Like, there's always like the question of is the was there a finance why did they make this is there a financial gain and it's like yeah there's always a financial gain but you know cinema is an art that is connected to commerce yes it it only exists because of commerce and I say it's an art and I love it as an art form but in general you don't have cinema you don't really have theater either you have some forms of theater. But, like, not... In the Shakespeare way. in the Park. You have Shakespeare <laughs> in the Park, yeah. Um, you don't have cinema if you don't have commerce. And that's just a true story. Well, everyone... You can also find us on Twitter at... But then after... After... After next week... I'm pretty sure it's time. Look at it. It's right there. It's right there. Are you excited? We're gonna open... Uh, the Pokeball. The Pokeball. <laughs> We're gonna find all the Pika clues. <laughs> Detective Pikachu time. Friends. Prepare you... for trouble. Make it double. To unite all nations. <laughs> I don't know the. Do you know the quote? Ah, uh, Anne doesn't know it either. I'm so sorry. I've let everyone down. I'll have it down by next time. I will learn my lines. Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Dogs together. Tumblr. Dogs watch together. Letterboxd. Derby ACT and Kylie Gallagher. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we loved, I loved doing our MCU ones. So thanks for listening. I've and been Josh. now it's over. I've been Josh. You have to say your name once. I'm sure I introduced myself. Oh, I said I was Thanos at yeah. the beginning. I'm Kylie. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs>